All right, let's take our Bibles this morning. We're going to go to Romans chapter number 13. Uh, Romans <clears throat> chapter number 13. That's a good song. Appreciate that. Uh, it's about as contemporary as you can get because it was just written a couple weeks ago uh, by one of the bridesmaids that was in our wedding. And uh, we're thankful for, uh, for Heather and her ministry uh, and, uh, and song. Uh, Romans chapter number 13 is where we'll be today for our uh, Bible study. And uh, <clears throat> a couple nights ago, uh, when we were in Wisconsin, we were having uh, dinner uh, and uh, together with uh, CJ and Caitlin and Lily. Uh, and uh, thank you for praying for them. And they just got into a new house and new baby and all kinds of different, all kinds of new things. And, uh, and uh, so uh, they had a, they're going to have a quarantine uh, uh, when she's older. Uh, some of you get that. You have a baby during the, okay, never mind. And uh, during the quarantine, they become quarantines later on. Okay, some of you will get it later uh, if you think about it. And uh, so they uh, are in their house and we had dinner over at uh, Matt and Jocelyn's house. That's Caitlin's parents. And after dinner, we were talking and, and one of the, um, a, a topic had come up uh, and we uh, were discussing it. Uh, and part of that discussion was to point out context, right? Remember, I, I often say all the Bible is written for us, but not all the Bible is written to us. Uh, and we look at the biblical context, the historical context, uh, who is speaking, who are they speaking to, uh, and that was part of the discussion. That, in that, it was on uh, marriage and uh, in things, and so we, uh, that, that reminded me uh, of a context here uh, in chapter number 13. As I mentioned uh, in the uh, comments before the service, uh, that Nero uh, was the king that was on the throne during the time that uh, that Paul is writing here uh, in the book of Romans, this letter to the Romans. And by the way, uh, not too long ago, I preached on uh, a passage in Romans where uh, in part I talked about uh, the church at Rome and they were in a, a few houses that were there. And so as Paul is writing to uh, these Roman Christians, uh, they're just a small number of them really uh, at that time. Uh, and, and Paul writing under inspiration of God, we have this book which is probably the the greatest treatise of systematic theology in the Bible. If all we had were the book of Romans in Scripture, we'd have enough Scripture to know the mind of God, especially concerning salvation and how that we can go to heaven as we trust Him as our personal Lord and Savior. So Nero was a wicked man. And not to go into all of that, but most of the just... Uh, crazy, insane, sinful things that you can imagine uh, were commonplace uh, in society at that time. Uh, society during this, uh, the writing of the book of Romans, uh, is, was way worse uh, than the society that we live in today. Uh, so keeping that in mind, uh, when you read about uh, the book of Romans and what Paul is saying uh, here in Romans chapter number 13, that has to be part of, of your thoughts. The other part uh, that I want you to think about as we read uh, our text verses here in a moment uh, and go back, and really by the end of the service, I want you to really know my heart uh, concerning Romans chapter number 13 uh, and a couple perspectives that I'm going to give to you about all of that. Uh, they don't have to be your perspective. Uh, this is my perspective as I read scripture, uh, and, uh, and you might not have the, or draw the same conclusions uh, that I do in all the things that I do, uh, and that's okay. 
you're wrong, uh, and uh, and I'm right. Uh, but uh, but we'll we'll just set that aside for now, and uh, and we'll we'll reconcile all that uh, in heaven. Uh, but uh, in the first century church, uh, there was a, a, a great danger, uh, and uh, that uh, about the nature of the the kingdom of Christ, uh, that it would be misunderstood and misapplied by early Christians because. Uh, Jesus, he was preaching the kingdom of God is at hand. Uh, they were talking about, uh, remember all the confusion about, is he going to set up an earthly kingdom? There was a, the whole spiritual kingdom was a new conception to them at this time. And so what that necessitated was an admonition by Paul uh, to help them understand uh, what it was to, to live for God uh, and to live under subjection appropriately to uh, kings And so the idea of authority and all authority uh, being given by God, it was needful for them to write this because uh, living in a spiritual kingdom with Jesus Christ as your head and king, uh, but being under subjection to a Roman government at that time, which was the, the main government that was around the world, uh, was a balance that they struggled with. Uh, the same kind of uh, struggle we see between the law, biblical law, uh, Levitical law, religious law, uh, and, and grace, uh, trying to wrap their minds around all the newness uh, of what was going on within Christianity at that time was the context with which this was written. And to a church uh, in Rome, uh, in homes, uh, that in the ghetto uh, of, of Rome, uh, for those early Christians to understand how they're supposed to live and then subject themselves to government rule under Nero, all right? Uh, and so when we read these verses about, uh, about their ministers of God uh, and, and on and on, you have to realize when they're reading this letter, who they're thinking of. of. Uh, and it's a far cry uh, from who we think of. And so even when we, it doesn't matter, Republican, Democrat, whatever, whoever's in charge, we understand from Scripture principle uh, that every power, all powers are ordained of God. Uh, and, uh, and we are to be uh, in subjection to those, uh, but we also know from Acts and pretty much the whole Bible that, uh, that God trumps, uh, you know, man, all right? Uh, and, uh, and I'm going to make application, obviously, in, uh, in assembling as a church as a main application for us today. Uh, and I believe that the local church, uh, God ordained government, uh, but He also ordained the church. He also ordained the family. Uh, and, and we're really, you know, like I, like I said, you know, getting on the airplane or whatever, uh, everybody is, you know, uh, they, they, uh, interpret, they interpret the Bible uh, according to their own morality. Uh, we interpret things through our own goggles and whatever. Uh, that's just how people are. Uh, but one of the most condescending, hypocritical uh, positions and things that people have been saying over the past couple months is when somebody decides that they're going to go to church, uh, somebody, some spiritual person, uh, is going to quote to them Romans chapter number 13, 1 through 7. Uh, when, uh, when they themselves don't obey any traffic rules that have been laid out by their government. Uh, I get in trouble all the time for, you know, my wife's like, are you in a hurry, uh, you know, and, uh, and uh, for having a lead foot. 
Um, if, if, you, if you put aluminum cans uh, in your garbage bin and not in the recycling bin, you violated Romans 13. Are you following me? We can be very hypocritical uh, about how we apply being subject to, uh, to laws and rulers and dominion and these types of things. Render under, I've heard it. You need to render under Caesar what is Caesar's and under God what is God's. And, and they are the same people uh, who will find every single loophole that they can not to give unto Caesar what is Caesar's. And that's Okay. And there's not a one of us that would argue that that is wrong. If it's a law and you can, and you can, you can take that deduction, uh, then you can take it. If, if somebody wants to change it and it not be a deduction, then, well, you couldn't take that deduction, but the law is there. And so you can, you can apply that uh, if, it's, if it's present. Uh, but if another person says that we have a, a right under the First Amendment uh, and that the government, and I'll read the First Amendment to us here in just a second, it's just hypocritical. Uh, we, we pick and choose. We cherry-pick what we believe from the Bible. Uh, we've been cherry-picking what we believe to be true or not true about uh, this virus and orders and this and that and other. Uh, and uh, and I, don't, I don't really know a person, honestly, uh, in my own personal you know, circle of influence uh, that hasn't violated the stay-at-home order. Uh, to do something that is non-essential. I mentioned going to Dairy Queen. Uh, there's some of you think ice cream is essential. Uh, but look at, you got to look at it from this. In the stay-at-home order, food is essential. Okay? Uh, and so, um, you know, going to the grocery store and making sure that you can get food to feed your family is the spirit of the law. Uh, going to Arby's is not. It is food, but it's not necessarily essential food. Are you following me? So we, we interpret it, so we get in cars and go to drive-ins uh, or drive-throughs uh, and get food, uh, and uh, yet we'll criticize somebody else uh, for, for believing and thinking that church themselves uh, is an essential place to go. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and the bottom line, and through all of this is, and it has been in my preaching, is that uh, let's just not be too judgmental about the decisions people make concerning uh, going to church, not going to church, essential, non-essential, all that. Because there's not a, not, there's not a soul uh, that is not violated uh, the stay-at-home order in one aspect or another, all right? Uh, you know, uh, it's just you can go to a park, and, but you couldn't go to a golf course, you know? And uh, we were the only state in the country that, that outlawed fishing. Uh, and, uh, and now they, uh, they're letting people go. I mean, and, then, and then they, okay, we're going uh, to fix that, and now you can go on the lakes, but you've got, you, you can't have boats. With, uh, they have to stay 50 feet apart. Uh, uh, if, you've got, if you're on the lake, if there's another boat, you've got to stay 50 feet apart from it. And, and anybody with half a brain uh, can see how crazy all that stuff is. Uh, so you got to be in a boat on a lake, 50 feet, but you can be, you know, uh, you know, next to each other and wherever. And so um, there's nobody uh, that's been consistent. And by the way, everybody who has press conferences telling you to stay at home, they don't stay at home. Uh, and uh, none of them. Uh, and, uh, and until finally people were like, hey, you know, your press conferences, you guys need to, you know, get six feet apart until everybody called everybody on it. Uh, they were all just standing around microphones uh, telling us not to, not to stand around uh, each other. 
So uh, let's get back to the Bible uh, and uh, on what we're talking. Verse number one of chapter number 13. And I remember, Nero was king, uh, and that's who they're supposed to be subject to. Uh, and uh, these are new Christians, early church Christians, first century, who are trying to balance uh, the kingdom of God as a concept, a spiritual kingdom, uh, and a earthly kingdom of government that is there. And how do I, how do I live for God uh, under Nero? Uh, and, and then Paul, under inspiration, is giving them uh, really four, uh, I guess, uh, things uh, that uh, would help them uh, in their relationship, relationship to government or state. Verse 1, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power uh, but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. That's why we pray. Uh, we, you know, for those who are in authority, uh, no, it, all authority comes from God. The authority uh, to run a country uh, and the authority that you have uh, as supervisor, shift supervisor at Pizza Hut. Are you following me? All authority comes from God. Uh, and, and that is the principle that is there. Uh, God is the ultimate authority uh, and He gives that out. Uh, and in uh, West, why we're to obey God, yes. Uh, we're also to, uh, to be subject to our masters, uh, those who are our employers. Uh, there's all these rules, if you will, uh, in the Bible, but that power comes from God. Uh, and so whoever's in uh, authority, and let me say this, um, it's a stretch. Now, I'm, gonna, I'm jumping ahead of myself. It's a stretch uh, to conclude, reading Romans 13, uh, that uh, the, to conclude the right um, of, of kings to govern wrongly. They have authority. The authority that they have is from God. It would be a stretch to conclude the right divine of kings to govern wrong. It would also be unjust and incorrect uh, to, to um, say that it's always unlawful to resist government uh, and to uh, uh, you know, dethrone a tyrant. So you can't conclude that it is right from this. It's a stretch for Romans 13 to say that a king, because their authority comes from God, uh, can just do what they want to do regardless. It is also unjust to conclude from Romans 13 that it is always unlawful to question government uh, or authority because uh, the Bible is clear that uh, it is not Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. Uh, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then, be, uh, wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt uh, have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid." For he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is a minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore, ye must needs be subject. And then it goes into the four kind of ways as we read down through the entire chapter. Remember context. So uh, it's uh, all the way down through verse number 14 uh, of this chapter. Wherefore, uh, ye must needs be subject not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. For for this cause pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers attending continually upon uh, this very thing. 
Render therefore to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom. Fear to whom fear. Honor to whom honor. Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. Uh, and then uh, there's, again, we'll, I'll touch on these verses a little bit further as we go down because uh, they also contain several things about why it's important uh, to live in the way uh, that Paul is admonishing them uh, to live. And so we'll take a look at those. Let me pray just uh, quickly uh, before we do. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless this message and help us to understand your word uh, and to make the application to our lives today uh, in the time that we live. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Uh, amen. Uh, so uh, the Bible that we've been quoting from Romans 13 that somebody has quoted to you perhaps if you say you go to church or, uh, or if uh, uh, you're driving to uh, non-essential work and that's so subjective obviously, uh, we believe as Christians that, uh, that church is essential, the gospel is essential. Uh, and uh, so when somebody else says that it's not, uh, then we fight that. And by the way, uh, long before uh, Jay Inslee said church wasn't essential, uh, your aunt and uncle, brother, sister, uh, father, mother said it wasn't. Uh, if you've been saved for any length of time, someone in your life has told you uh, that church is not essential. Uh, that you don't need to go to church to love Jesus and that you can worship God uh, in, uh, in a tree stand and out on a lake. And, uh, and, uh, but the bottom line is, is that uh, the church is the pillar and ground of truth. God has ordained it. He loved it. He gave himself uh, uh, for it. Uh, and so we're supposed to love it and not forsake the assembling uh, of it. Uh, and, uh, and all that's involved with the, the body and, uh, and the commission of the church, uh, it's, all, it's all there for us. And if you're saved and a Christian, you understand that and know that, uh, but somebody along the way has told you uh, that you don't need to go to church as much as you do. Uh, you're just taking things a little bit too far. Uh, so that has been a battle uh, for people. And by the way, there's been Christians for the longest time uh, who've not treated church as essential. Uh, in their own life, they pick and choose whether they go or not, and, uh, and, uh, and they have idols that they've set up in their life uh, that they love more than God and love more than the church, and they spend time and money and energy on those things, and loving the creation more than the creator. And so, uh, so the lost uh, have been telling Christians for a long time, church isn't essential. Christians themselves have been struggling with the concept since the beginning. Do I go to church? Do I not go to church? Uh, is it okay to miss? And blah, blah, blah. Uh, and we just kind of, we mull those things over in our mind and justify uh, our actions. And so preachers stand in pulpits and tell you, don't forsake it. It's important. Be there. Be in your seat every time the church doors are open. Uh, and uh, and, and I've, as long as I've been in ministry, I've had Christians tell me that that's wrong. You make me feel guilty for not going to church. And on, 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 on. I had somebody not too long ago, uh, they, they, you know, they're in church for years and, uh, and not very faithful. Uh, and they said, you know, uh, you just this and that and on and on. And, and, uh, and I, said, how many, I said, how many times in the years have you been here have I, have I talked to you at all about your church attendance? Well, none. But you're going <laughs> to. You know? uh, and uh, I, don't even, I don't even have to say stuff. Uh, and uh, people just make stuff up uh, in their heads. So church is important. Would you agree? Say Amen. All right, uh, and uh, those opposed like sign? Uh, and of course, there's nobody going to say church isn't important. You're here today. Uh, you're watching, listening. Church uh, is vital. Now, again, let me also say, uh, this is uh, the last message I'm preaching on this topic, uh, and, uh, and you have to decide whether you're going to come to church or not. When, when is enough enough? Uh, when, when is it now, uh, as you have complied 
out of grace in, in, in kind of in the common good, if you will, of others, because that's, what, that's the, the idea is that it's unsafe and unkind and unloving uh, for you to go to church. Uh, and, uh, and God has been good, and, uh, and He has blessed, and people have stayed relatively healthy, and I'm thankful for all that. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, but, you know, all the statistics and everything aside, you have to decide um, at some point what's safe and unsafe for you. Uh, and what's important to you? Uh, and, you know, do you love blizzards at Dairy Queen more than you love the assembly? Uh, and, uh, and the things that you claim that you need uh, in life, uh, where do those stand in connection to your spiritual needs? Uh, uh, and, uh, and not just your own spiritual needs, but your ministry uh, to other people. Uh, and, of course, the Great Commission uh, as, uh, as a church. So he lays out for them four things. The first one is for wrath's sake. Verse 5, Wherefore you must needs be subject not only for wrath's sake. Uh, basically, the scriptures say that uh, these are a, uh, rulers are not a terror, but they're, uh, 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 they're good and they're a terror to evil and, uh, and they're ministers of, of God to thee for good and, uh, and, and that they, uh, of course, execute um, uh, you know, judgment and things where it's necessary. And there's a role in, in government. Of course, uh, I'm not a big government person. I'm a small government person. Uh, and, and I'm very particular about uh, the infringements uh, that we're seeing uh, upon our rights in America uh, at present. Uh, and and it's, the, it's like people just kind of testing uh, the waters and uh, in, in moving boundaries and testing the fences and seeing uh, how much people will take. Well, I, I've had enough uh, for me personally. Uh, and uh, maybe, maybe your threshold is a little bit higher and a little bit further, and that's okay. Uh, but I'm just tired uh, of, uh, of all the nonsense, and so, uh, but I'm not going to be, uh, you know, uh, I, was, I was asked uh, to go and pray uh, and open up uh, the protest at Olympia the other day. Uh, and I was in Wisconsin, and so I had to easy out. You know, I'm not, I'm not in Washington. I'm in, uh, in Wisconsin, but I'm probably not going to do that. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's not my job uh, to be involved in all that kind of stuff. It's why I don't. I'm against abortion, but I don't chain myself to abortion clinic doors. Okay? So, so that's just me. Uh, and I'm not, a, you know, going to go out there and, and cause trouble uh, and, and really, we pray for kings and for those in authority. The Bible says that we can live a, a peaceable life uh, and uh, in, 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 in godliness, etc. That's why I just don't want, I don't want them in my business because I just want to serve the Lord quietly and peaceably uh, in my life. And, and that should be the prayer uh, of everybody. It says, but for wrath's sake, God uh, wants us to be subject to authority, uh, and that when we're not subject to authority, uh, it falls under the wrath of God, and God will chastise us uh, as a result of it. And so uh, he wanted them to understand and know that uh, God has ordained powers in authority, and you are to obey Nero uh, and be subject to these powers that be, uh, and that God has made it so. Uh, and uh, and not, not everybody, you know, we think about um, uh, if we like a Republican president or a Democratic president, uh, if Bernie Sanders, uh, and by the way, we probably still might be able to be elected with all the, the Biden stuff going on. Uh, it doesn't matter who's in power, we're supposed to pray for those who are in power. 
whether we agree with them, disagree with them, uh, because like it or not, whoever's in power is God's person in power. We vote, we do all those things, but that power is ordained, and it's there for a reason, for a purpose. We might not know what it is. We may not agree with it. We might not like it. Uh, but we are to obey Scripture and pray for them uh, that uh, are in authority, uh, and that are uh, kings and princes, and etc., uh, what the Bible says. Uh, and uh, when we don't, uh, we invite the wrath, the judgment of God upon our, or- our own lives for not being subject to them. This is talking about the spirit uh, of, 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 of who they are and how they live as Christians uh, in a spiritual kingdom, uh, in an earthly kingdom. Uh, in, in, a, in a time worse, way worse uh, than what we have. And he says, you do this uh, for wrath's sakes and then also for conscience sake. And I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on that, but uh, as a Christian, as a saved person, you have a more sensitive conscience than a lost person does. Okay? Uh, so it's what, uh, it, it, you know, it's what keeps you from throwing garbage out your car window. Because you have a conscience. You know that that's littering and that you shouldn't do it, and that Christians shouldn't do that. And, uh, and so your conscience will, uh, the minute, you know, it's like, what do I do with this? What do I do with this? And you think, well, I'm just going to throw it out my window, that you go, no, I'm not going to do it because you have a conscience. Some people who don't, don't. But your conscience, by nature of being saved, is, should be more sensitive uh, than a lost person. So we obey. It's why you pay your taxes, not because you want to, because your conscience makes you. It's the, it's the law, and you're going uh, to follow it, and, uh, and you don't want to get arrested for tax evasion and, uh, and be a poor testimony to Christ. And so you, have, you obey for wrath's sake, and, and by the way, there's consequences uh, for not paying the taxes. There's consequences uh, for exceeding the speed limit. Uh, and, uh, and we are, to, are uh, to be conscious of those. Uh, and then, you know, um, it's, it's funny. It's, I, again, I admittedly, I have a lead foot, uh, and uh, I've got to get to where I'm going to go, uh, and I try to, uh, to obey the signs and different stuff, but you know how, how quick your conscience gets a hold of you when you see one of them cop cars. And uh, boom, you're, you're, it's automatically you hit that brakes, and you go, why? Because you, you know your speed, and you're going to get a ticket, uh, and your body physiologically, you just respond to all of that. Uh, and, uh, and we're just, we're sinners, with a sin nature, and we struggle with all these different things. Uh, so whether, whether it's, you know, not recycling or blah, 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 uh, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, how, how do you get rid of your, uh, your dirty engine oil? Uh, how do you, I mean, we go, I go on and on and on and on uh, about different things and, uh, and, uh, and, and things that people do that the law has said don't do and we do them and then we're going to get all uh, crazy and, and judgmental at a Christian because they, they want to go to church uh, and defy a stay-at-home order uh, that uh, has been set out there. There's for wrath's sake, there's for conscience sake, and then uh, it says to verse number eight, uh, and by the way, as, as we cherry pick, it's, hey, you can't, uh, you can't go to church because governor says you can't go to church. Uh, and then you get down to verse number eight and it says, oh, no man, anything. And then that person reminds you about all the debt you got. See how we cherry pick the scriptures? The Bible, you know, says to owe no man anything, but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law, it's, it's not, it's for wrath, we obey for wrath's sake, we're subject for wrath's sake, for conscience sake, for love's sake. 
uh, and, uh, and how our obedience to God and our subjection to those in authority, uh, what that says about our love uh, for others. And, and by the way, uh, if, if I've had some Christian uh, preach to me Romans 13 about not going to church or whatever, uh, they would have, they'd get further with me on the topic uh, if they focused on the love's sake uh, than they did on the other's. Uh, and because uh, and honestly, the reason I have complied to uh, many of the orders that have been set out is only, only for, a, it's not a, a defiance of government or uh, whatever, a sub, a subjection to even uh, God's word and what it, it is, it is about not making other people sick. It's about loving, it's about loving other people. And, uh, and that's really been you know, where I've been ever convicted about what we do uh, is when somebody says, you know, well, you just don't care about other people. I'm like, no, I do. Uh, and, uh, and so that's where my, my own personal um, fight in my own spirit has been is, is that can I have church and be, and be obedient to God uh, and still have a, a sense uh, and a reasonableness uh, that shows a love for people? That's been, that's been the battle uh, in my own mind. It says, love works no ill to his neighbor, verse number 10, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. Uh, and then basically it goes on to say that we are doing this for Jesus' sake uh, and to walk honestly, verse number 13, in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness. You obey, you don't break these rules in chamberness and wantonness and strife and envying, but put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision of the flesh. Uh, to fulfill the lust thereof. Uh, so we always, we use that verse, the one verse, we pick, we, most Christians obey about two or three verses of Romans chapter number 13. All right, well, there's a whole bunch of them in there and it's in a context uh, that's there. Now, having said that, we know Paul, under inspiration, is writing to Jewish Christians in Rome, churches that are in Rome, how do they live for God and be subject to Nero uh, and subject to the kingdom of God? Uh, and he reminds them that all power, even Nero's power, uh, is ordained of God and that government is set up and for these purposes. And you are to be subject to that for wrath's sake, for conscience sake, for love's sake, for Jesus' sake. Uh, and, uh, but then we understand, logic would tell us, uh, dictate this to us, but we also have places like in Acts chapter number 5 where, uh, where the Bible says that we ought to obey God rather than man. Uh, and here's where I want to finish off uh, this morning. Uh, and uh, this, there's a, in government, our government, uh, not church government, but in the government of the United States, uh, there are um, different, all kinds of laws, uh, but there's one that's called the uh, Supremacy Clause. Uh, and that's where a lot of Christians and churches and pastors have looked at the laws that have been uh, laid out, and uh, some of them uh, where local government would say it's a gross misdemeanor to assemble, blah, 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 all the stuff that's out there, uh, where they say it's unconstitutional uh, because they can't set a local or a state law uh, that supersedes our federal law uh, in the Constitution. So the Sup Su Supremacy Clause uh, states that, or it's the, it's the doctrine of preemption. So the United States government says in the First Amendment uh, that Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. And by the way, um, when we talk about peaceable, uh, well, I'll finish reading it, uh, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press uh, or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for the redress of grievances. And so the peaceful assembly is connected to the uh, the protesting, 
uh, it, there in the end part of that government for the redress of ordinances. When we assemble as a church, we're not technically a, peace, uh, a peaceable assembly uh, protesting things. We are kind of indirectly because we meet in, uh, in even though there's an order that's out there, but we're not, we're not here protesting uh, the government to, to, uh, to address uh, or redress a, grieve, a grievance that is there. Is everybody with me? Say amen. But we have a right to assemble as a church. Uh, there should be no law that prohibits the free exercise of our religion. Uh, remember, remember when the whole country went crazy when, uh, when Trump um, put, um, uh, who's that, who's that, Acosta? He put him on restriction and, and pulled his, his credentials uh, and said, you know, for however long it was, you can't come to the press conferences because you're a jerk. Remember that? Uh, and then the whole world like, oh, they are infringing on the freedom of the press, a First Amendment uh, a rights type of grievance that was here. Uh, and, and, and because of that, ma'am, he got his press credentials back right straight away. And uh, so you get one person uh, who uh, the president takes away their, you know, uh, their card to get into the press conferences for a specific amount of time because uh, he wouldn't you know, be quiet or stop being a jerk. Uh, everybody's like, whoa. But you see what they're doing now? To churches and the freedom of religion? Freedom of religion, the same, the same amendment where the whole world goes, no, you can't take away one reporter's uh, press pass. Um, we don't apply to thousands upon thousands and thousands of churches who have the First Amendment right uh, to practice their religion. So there's what's called the Supremacy Clause uh, that uh, states that um, really honestly, and even in our own RCWs in Washington, uh, it states the same thing in the emergency order. So there's that. Uh, but there's also Commonwealth laws that prevail uh, uh, when states make laws that, uh, that are not consistent with federal law. And then they all choose, right? So it's like, you know, uh, uh, is a federal law in, in that um, marijuana is still illegal? Uh, but then we have them in our, in our states and make them cash-based things and we go through all these loopholes and things like that and then decide that we as a state are not going to enforce federal law. Uh, but if the federal government wanted to come in and start shutting stuff down, uh, they would be protected under the supremacy clauses and do that. But they pick and choose what they're going to do uh, according to lobbies and, and all those different things. So now we have a supremacy clause. <clears throat> when it comes to what we do with our faith. And, uh, and my heart's desire uh, is to obey God, um, to obey laws, God's law, man's law, unless man's law uh, will, will cause me to violate um, God's law. Um, when I counsel um, husbands and wives, um, the Bible says that the wife is subject to law of her husband so long as he liveth. The uh, Bible says that they're to be subject to their own husbands, uh, that they reverence them. So the idea is, is that a wife um, listens and follows the leadership of her husband and is in subjection to her husband. But if that husband tells her to do something that violates God's law, I, as their pastor, will tell them not to do it. Because God trumps husband. And I've seen it time and time again where husbands have asked their wives to do some crazy thing. 
uh, in their marriage or, uh, or this, that, and the other, to lie or to cheat on taxes or to do some type of a crime. Uh, if, ladies, if your husband says, hey, we're going to go rob the bank, don't go. And, uh, and, and, if he, and if he tries to browbeat you that you're supposed to be in subjection to him, you tell him he's a nut job and then call me on the phone and I will, I'll back you up. Uh, and uh, and uh, because you can't, you can't do that, husbands. So the same thing applies. Uh, when, when the government tells us we're supposed to do something and it violates scriptural law, uh, then, then uh, we're to obey God and not men. We have a supremacy clause, the word of God, and that's but my spirit is to follow the rules. Now, uh, you can again, you can go into uh, uh, little uh, nuances and this and that. I say, okay, uh, I've said that I have a lead foot. Uh, and uh, so if I get pulled over by a police officer for speeding, here's how I, this is what I don't say. Aren't there more, you know, um, you know, worse people out there that you should be chasing around than me? And get all, uh, it was just in the news, somebody pushed a park ranger into the lake at the park because they were enforcing the stay-at-home order. Don't do that stuff. By the way, if you're a Christian, pay your bills. Uh, and uh, and, and you, do, you do what's right. Uh, if a police officer shows up here today uh, to, uh, to enforce the stay-at-home order, uh, I'm not going to berate him and, and, or her and, and be mean and nasty or whatever. I'm going to thank them for what they do. Uh, and, uh, and just like Paul and everybody in Scripture, uh, I'm going to obey God regardless of the consequences. Uh, but I'm not going to be mean and a jerk and unchristian uh, to someone who is enforcing because they have to enforce a law that is out there or they're going to lose their job or whatever. Are you following me? Uh, it's the spirit behind it. And uh, so I'm not trying to uh, poke people in the eyes by having church. I'm just trying to obey God. Uh, we have a, a mandate from God to, to practice. Uh, and not only that, uh, we have a mandate from our government and our constitution to be able to practice uh, our religion. And so when it all comes down to, well, we're going we're gonna to lower the curve and there's this and there's all this and public safety and things involved, uh, at some point you have to decide, uh, you know, uh, if you're afraid, you stay home. And if you're, if you're not afraid, then go out. Uh, and, uh, and be conscious uh, of that. Uh, I was at, um, oh, we, we just got back. I'm almost done. Got back off our flight, and you have to take a little uh, tram from certain gates in the airport to baggage claim. And so there was a, a, a girl that was, as we were going on there, she was holding on to uh, one of the handles there. Uh, and Amy and I got on, and she had a mask on and different things. And, and so as, as Amy and I got on, I kind of went towards that pole uh, and grabbed down below where her hand was. Uh, and then she let go of it and, uh, and kind of moved over into the corner. And you could just tell she was doing it you know, to, to get away from, uh, you know, you think I'd be used to it. <laughs> uh, but uh, she, was, uh, she was just trying to get away from me uh, and to be social distanced around there. Um, so to, to me, I'm just like, I've got no mask on, traveling around everywhere, uh, licking doorknobs uh, and, uh, and everything else. Uh, and it's just, it, but that's me. And so I'm not saying she's crazy or whatever because she wants to social distance herself from me or whatever and be safe and all that. I mean, I get all that. Uh, but uh, for me personally, uh, the whole, all of it, I'm over it. Uh, and, uh, and so um, I'm going to be in 
the weeks to come, just trying to encourage people. You need to kind of be over it too. Um, church is important. And if, and if, I, and if I know, because you're putting on Facebook and everything, you're doing everything, you're doing a whole bunch of non-essential things uh, that are in defiance of the stay-at-home order, I'm just going to just like, hey, can you throw church into that? Because it wouldn't be inconsistent with what you're doing already. And so, but what we're saying, we're using, we're using that. Now, at this point, uh, we, we may be, some people may be using a stay-at-home order uh, to justify laziness, not going to church, and those types of things. Not everybody, I'm just saying some people might be. Uh, and, uh, and so I'm encouraged people. Uh, if, uh, if, you, if you're finding loopholes and everything under the sun to do non-essential things, uh, then uh, please consider uh, church to be one of those things you put on that list. Uh, and uh, you'll be, you won't be any more unsafe here uh, than you are anywhere else. Uh, and, uh, and as the weather warms up and all the different things, the models, and again, they have no idea. It's like it's crazy. Um, um, and it's all going to come back. Oh, we can't wait to a vaccine. Uh, there's been a vaccine for the flu, uh, and, every, and a lot of people still get it. And so the whole idea wasn't, let's shut this down until we get a vaccine. It was, let's, let's keep our hospital beds kind of leveled out, what we're going to need, and then uh, and whatever. And, and so it, it, everything has evolved to crazy land. Uh, and uh, so you're not a scientist. I'm not a scientist. Uh, and, uh, but uh, I got two brain cells, uh, at least, uh, that rub together. Uh, and uh, help me to kind of try to figure some of these things out. And you got them too. Uh, so you obey the Lord uh, in these things. Uh, and, and, uh, and just I just hope that um, uh, when this is all said and done, that God's people are all in church and, and faithfully serving the Lord. But uh, it's going to take, you know, uh, you know some, uh, some people just doing it uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, and being consistent. Uh, with uh, with our lives in other areas, and uh, and so I'm I'm, I'm just um, you know uh, we've been going all kinds of places, and uh, traveling to see your your brand new uh, grandbabies is non essential travel. You follow me? It's non essential. I don't got to go see them. I can and you know and ask people who say, well, um, you can you can see them on Facetime. And visit with them on there. You can use technology. And some of the same people um, that have said, don't go to church because uh, it's wicked, congratulate me for going and see my grandbaby. Are you with me? Oh, how ble- what a blessed privilege it is to be able to go and see them and to hold them and kiss them. and, and whatever. So it's okay for me to go to kiss, travel the world and kiss a grandbaby, but it's not okay for me to stand in church and not kiss any one of you. Thank you. Are you following? Right? I'm just saying, let's think about it. Uh, and, uh, and then live accordingly. And so I'm going to be at church. It's like I've always been. We'll have church next week. And we're going to outside and inside or whatever. I don't care if you come in or what, uh, and all that. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, we have to obey God rather than man. Uh, and, uh, and even lost people, by the way, uh, today um, can see the overreach when it comes to churches and whatnot, uh, to have liquor stores open and, and uh, 
uh, and all these different things. Um, uh, and it's just the inconsistency are there. So in your mind, go, that's inconsistent. Uh, and your heart, mind, I'm, I'm inconsistent in these areas. And just line this stuff up. And let's make, let's make, uh, let's make church great again. <laughs> uh, uh, let's, make, let's make assembling together in an in essential thing. Uh, and, uh, and I believe that God would honor that. Let's all stand today with our uh, heads bowed and our eyes closed. And-